Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O Hey, Browns fans. It's time to gear up for a pain-free 2022 NFL season for your Cleveland Browns with new friends of the show, Buckeye Law Group. If you've been injured in a car accident, a slip and fall, a work accident, or even if you've been buried into the ground by Miles Garrett or stiff-armed by Nick Chubb, you need to call Buckeye Law Group today at 1-800-411-PAIN. Their attorneys will fight for the money you deserve. Buckeye Law Group's attorneys have recovered over $1 billion for their clients throughout the entire country. So don't make the mistake of calling just any other attorney. Call attorneys you can trust, and best of all, they're Browns fans just like you. Call our friends from Buckeye Law Group at 1-800-411-PAIN. After 911, call 411. That's 1-800-411-PAIN. 1-800-411-7246. That's Buckeye Law Group, located at 1300 East 9th Street, Suite 1210 in Cleveland, Ohio. Buckeye Law Group, proud fans of the Cleveland Browns, just like you. Hey, this is DeAnthony, safety with the Cleveland Browns, and you listen to the Dogs Podcast. Go Dogs. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Dogs. If you want to get your intro into the show, become a Cleveland Browns player. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, dog. we're only accepting Browns players intros now. So. Yeah. Uh, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Uh, today, we finally have a game to uh, to preview, super pumped about that. Football is finally here. We got a game on Thursday. Uh, before we get into that, though, I got to remind you to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure to tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official dog pack member on our Patreon page. Uh, we got four fantasy leagues starting up this week in there. Uh, we had drafts that spanned the globe last weekend, so it's been a ton of fun in there. If you're looking to meet Browns fans from all over the world, jump into there. Uh, it's been a ton of fun. We didn't do music Monday. I still haven't done music Tuesday. Maybe it'll, we'll do music Wednesday this week. <laughs> it's been, it's been a rough week. I missed an episode last week because I was sick. My kid is still sick. It's just been, it's been a very rough two weeks. So I'm happy to be back in the studio with you guys because um, – you guys put out a very underwhelming episode. Oh, wow. Oh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> thank you. I'm just the messing The YouTube around. algorithm seems to think Yeah, so. I'm just messing around. Uh, we want to give a big thank you to Brown Safety, D'Anthony Belligan, not only for the intro, but for taking the time out uh, this past weekend doing an interview with us. Again, his second interview for the show. If you guys missed that, make sure you guys go check it out. Super awesome guy. Uh, Brown Safety talked to us for about 20 minutes on Saturday and just super humble. And I think he's going to do big things for the Browns. So if you didn't get a chance, go check out that interview. Can we just throw out there now, unless you guys are going to talk about it later, D'Anthony Bell is number two yeah, on the we free can talk, safety we, we depth can chart. We just start off with that. Cool. I, was, I saw that. I was kind of shocked. I told my wife, I said, hey, D'Anthony Bell's two. Ahead of Richard LeCount out of Georgia, draft pick for the Browns last year. Yeah, he's not five. They don't have him listed as the gunner on kickoff. Right. You know, he, he's listed as the second. So if John Johnson's got to get a spell, according to the unofficial depth chart, next guy ends the Anthony Bell. Which is awesome because you even told him last week in the interview, you said, I think you're playing on Sundays, man, like defense, not just special teams. Yeah, and, and you know, he said his, his mentality was he just wants to come out, make plays on special teams and make a name for himself. I think he's going to make a name for himself playing defense. I do too. I really do. I mean, the the guy, he's just always around the ball. Somebody on YouTube, you know, joked, does he just watch film 24-7 because he's always around the ball? It seems that way. He said no, but it seems that way <laughs> because he's just always around the ball. And, I mean, he, he when you, he's around the ball, good things happen. Look how many tur- turnovers he's forced between the games and camp. His uh, football IQ is impressive. He talked about knowing everybody's position on defense and where everybody's supposed to be at a given situation, which is I think pretty impressive. Yeah, and, and we, you know, we talked to him about who he's been picking the brain. He's been picking the brain of John Johnson, who's a pretty darn good safety in this. That's league. a good one to pick. Yep. So we're super pumped for that guy. And again, if you haven't had a chance, go check out that interview. I think you guys will enjoy it. 
Uh, so Browns made a little bit of news this week in a player acquisition signing tight end Jesse James and offensive tackle Joe Haig. I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't know much about either one of these guys. <laughs> uh, I do know that Jesse James is a pretty serviceable tight end, though, uh, just from what I could gather. So I think that's a good signing for the Browns. They needed a third one. The third, the third guy on the roster was a rookie who'd never played before. And to be honest, our starting two tight ends, and Joku's, I mean, he's decently proven. He's been in the league now for a few years. But Harrison Bryant's largely unproven in this league. So we were rolling out there with David Njoku and a, a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I think the big thing that you touched on is that, and I mean, in both these situations, these guys are going to be third string, you know, backup, backup guys. It's not like we're going to have to rely heavily on them. So, I mean, this is just depth. This is just if, God forbid, something does happen and a guy goes down, next man up. But um, I, I'm fine with it. And like you said, Jesse James hasn't been awful. Um, his PFF grades are kind of, let's just say, average. Below, Which is what you want out of your Average your to below average. Right. Um, I wasn't expecting to see, you know, 90s and 80s <laughs> all over the place. I mean, he wouldn't be not on a roster if... That was the case? Yeah, correct. I do think, depending on... I think we'll see more three tight end sets early in the year than maybe we will see late in the year I when agree. Deshaun comes back. So, I mean, Jesse James, he, we might see him on the field. I'm not going to say he's getting 90% of the snaps on offense, but we might see him more than we're anticipating, at least in the first 11 games. So, just kind of looking back, he spent four years with Pittsburgh, two with Detroit, and then last year with Chicago. Uh, not counting his rookie season and last year, he's played every single game of every season. Last year, he missed two. Uh, no big deal there. I mean, his career high, 423 yards in a season. Um, career high is 43 receptions, three touchdowns. But that's what you get out of your so we had two a depth or three tight end. And yep. a little bit of reliability. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So we're not making any. I think, you know, if anything would happen to Brian or he needs a spell, I think James can slide into the two spot if we need him to, for, you know, for a couple plays, for a couple series, maybe a game here or there, whatever. Yep. What about Joe Egg? Anybody know anything about him? Hell no. He plays <laughs> play for the Steelers. He plays football. Yeah. Uh, I, d- I don't know much about him except for the, he, you know, he plays offensive line. Uh, so I apologize for that. And the research crew didn't get back to me on time about, you know, his career. Yeah, we'll be talking to them. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to get on them a little bit. Um, as you know, we're officially now into the regular season. It's game week. Are the Browns not going to sign a receiver? Doesn't look like it. <laughs> it sure doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like an assignment. I think one. we're making a move at receiver. Just maybe not yet. But by the time, don't you yeah. think it's like crap or get off the pot time? I, I'm not a general manager. <laughs> one thing that I did I'm read, you know, going into this week is that Michael Woods is back mm-hmm. uh, from his injury. I, I mean, maybe they're just maybe there's more hope out of the front office and you know the coaches for Michael Woods than oh we were, were hearing real good for. things about him. Yeah, and we saw up at, yep. at camp, he yep. looked good. He I mean, he looked the part. And he was playing well. <laughs> Good-looking young man, Blake. We get it. We get it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just – I'm a little bit surprised, though, that we didn't go get at least some kind of veteran receiver that's played meaningful snaps in the NFL. I mean, outside of Amari Cooper and, I guess, DPJ, man – I, it's it is we do not have a good receiver. Room. I really wanted to go get a veteran depth piece. That's and being honest, like I'm not a hundred percent sold on DPJ. Like don't, he had flashes last year, and it was in a year where like the quarterback play was atrocious. Slay me down, Browns fans, if you disagree with me. <laughs> but um, I I think there's still some question marks with him. So I mean, I think you're looking to get a lot out of Amari Cooper and. I think there's just a lot of question marks in general. Anthony Schwartz hasn't been um, good, stellar, good, uh, dependable. I'm trying to, yeah, trying to depend, you know, figure out the words that I want to use there. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so we shall you, see. Did you see the six receivers listed on the depth chart? So we've got Amari Cooper, Anthony Schwartz, you've got uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, David Bell, Michael Woods, and Demetric Felton. Yeah, I mean, listed as a wide receiver. Yeah, he's a freaking running back. I know they got him listed at receiver, but he's a running back. It's just we're thin there, man. Mm -hmm. And if God forbid, knock on wood, third play of the game, Amari Cooper twists his ankle. 
I mean, you might be kissing the season goodbye. Nick early. Chubb's uh, uh, touch count's going way up. So is Kareem Hunt's. <laughs> I thought they were already going to be pretty high to begin with, but uh, it's, it's we're rough. waiting until week 12 to have a quarterback that we're really expecting to elevate our receiver's game. So, Correct. This receiving core with Deshaun Watson still is not great, but you're going, we got Deshaun Watson. He can elevate these guys. He's going to make these guys better, play better than what they really are. Yep. You're not getting that for the first 11 games. Right. You're not. You're not getting that at all. And unless people like David Bell really step up, I mean, the offense could be very anemic for 11 games. I'm not going to lie. And maybe we're really going to – Maybe they're just banking hardcore on that run game for the first eleven games to, you know, to get us through it. I, I know you, we we talked about the preseason last week when I wasn't here, but I was very underwhelmed by the Browns this preseason. <laughs> there's there is not a lot that happened in these three preseason games to make me think we're ready to play a regular season football game in a couple of days. I don't know about you guys. I feel much better about our defense going into the first game. Man, it got shredded by Justin Fields. That yeah, I know, but I, that was not our defense. I don't. Yeah, but that's, it, I I agree with you on that. That was not our defense. And I know somebody on YouTube was like, "Oh well, look at all these stars that played." I'm like, they they, they weren't playing like all the snaps. It wasn't. Yeah, but they played a lot. I mean, it was to get guy, the feet wet. Key guys played. What was it? The the third game. Who did we play? Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. yeah the, the key guys played it for a half. I Justin mean, Fields are, Justin Fields looked the best he's looked in a year and a half. So that that game, there was no Miles, no Clowney, no Denzel. I get Newsome. Not not there. I mean, those are those are important pieces about what we want to do and establish <laughs> on defense. I think I'd like to see the complete project. I get one. that. There I, is enough starters. Justin Fields shouldn't have looked like Joe Montana. Yeah, I'm still I'm less worried about our defense going against Baker than I am our offense going against Carolina's defense. That's fair. Yeah, we'll get to that. It, <laughs> and again, I, All right. no, I, I, we're gonna get to the game preview, but I'm not really worried. There's, I've, I'm worried about anybody on Carolina. It's their running back, not their quarterback. He's good, right? Um, so, but no, they just the the preseason left a lot to be desired offensively and defensively, and I get on defense too. We're playing vanilla base coverage. We're not blitzing a ton, that kind of stuff. But it just, I mean, we we just completely murdered uh, the Browns or the Bears in the regular season last year. They couldn't even they like fifty yards of offense. Then Justin Fields come out, and I know those guys might not be starters, but we're depending on a lot of those guys to play a lot of snaps, and it just didn't go that well. So I'm hoping we've seen the Browns look great in the regular or the preseason, and then not yep. win a single game. Correct. And sometimes you see these teams who don't look good in the regulars or the preseason and they come out and play really well in the regular season. So we're going to see which ones the Browns are. Yeah. Well, Hey, shout out to the Ravens who were undefeated in the preseason last year and finished last in the division. So oh, good for you guys, <laughs> I haven't lost fired. a preseason game in how long now? Did it they, like they, 27 in a row or something stupid. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Keep winning those games guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Um, so like I mentioned in the opening, we finally have a game preview. Browns open the season, if you guys haven't heard, at Carolina against Forbert QB1. Uh, promises to be a good game. It'd be a lot better if Deshaun was playing. The hype would be pretty unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, Baker's selling his off-the-leash T-shirts. I don't know if you guys touched on that They're last whack, week. bro. No, we didn't talk a, about it. He was off the leash last year. Yeah, uh, this <laughs> off been the, off the leash. <laughs> I, what I don't get and what I can't comprehend with people who are huge, hardcore Baker fans is when they say things like the reason Baker wasn't good is the play calling or something. Does nobody remember 2019 when Baker played with a healthy Odell, a healthy Jarvis Landris, Landry, a healthy Nick Chubb, and he was god-awful? Mm-hmm. I mean, what else do we – it's like people just forget that season happened. It's Freddie's like, fault. Yeah, it was Freddie's fault. Well, okay, he might suck, but it, if you were that good, you would at least be adequate. I mean, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league that year. And we saw him. I know everybody will say, hey, he was injured, but we saw him try to air it out last year multiple times. Multiple times there was opportunities where he could have led a game-winning drive and he had the opportunity to throw the ball around. And I just – distinctly remember it ending the same way either by sack or by interception so yeah 
Uh, Chain, you know, the leash is off. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I'm just <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> that that that, that shirt, I saw that shirt and I was just even yeah, Joe a, Thomas called him out on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, it's a corny. It's like he seems super uh, focused for week one. It's just like, bro, what are you putting t-shirts out for? Like, just go play football. Yeah, I, I know you don't see a whole lot of other quarterbacks doing that kind of stuff. And I mean, you know, Miles Garrett's coming after you. <laughs> like, yeah, like come on. Yeah, this defense is reportedly like they didn't love you last year, and now you're going to play in week one. You're going to build bulletin board material. Thank God, somebody else's problem. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, Browns fans, we're going to take a quick break from the action. Talk to you guys about DraftKings. The first Sunday of the NFL season is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. And your Cleveland Browns, of course, right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team ends up losing. So pick the Browns. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now back to the action. Uh, so we came up with some keys for the offense and keys for the defense. We'll start with the offense. Um, we got here, need to win on third down. I think there were we were terrible last year on third down on offense um especially i think you said if it's third and manageable we got to convert we got to sustain some drives get the offense into a rhythm i think that was a huge problem you saw in the preseason we did not convert on third down the preseason mm-hmm. i mean deshaun got to play like eight plays yeah yeah you and know? left it long and it was always drops and long th- attempts at third down if it's third and eight or third and seven your percentage is going way down. The chances of getting the first down are and not good. The thing is with our run game, we should not be in third and long unless we're getting stupid penalties, holdings, yep. and things like sure. that. But like with the run game, we should be always, if it's third down, it should be third and five and less, I would think. You would think. So I guess we put need to win on third down, which I guess that translates to on you got to win on first down. Yeah. I, I would like to see, I know we got to run the ball. We want to run the ball heavy. But I thought I think I want to. I would like to see some early down throws to keep the playbook wide open. If they know you're just going to come out and try to run it on first and second down every time they load the box up, that's why you start living in third and sevens, third and eights mm-hmm. every time. Um, I'm not saying come out and throw it on first down every single time, but the further you get in your downs, the harder it becomes to throw. Right. You know, first and tens, your easiest down to throw on because the playbook's wide open. Third and ten, it's probably a pass. It's either a pass or it's a draw. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, I'd like to see some early down throws to keep us in third and manageable. And then if if we're living in third and manageable, then we got to convert. Sustain some long drives. Keep the Carolina's offense on the field. Keep Christian McCaffrey off the field. Okay? And keep the defense fresh and, and win time of possession. I think, I mean, if we come out of this game and we have the ball for 40 minutes, 45 minutes – I mean, obviously, that's pretty stellar. <laughs> right. It's only a 60-minute game. You know what I mean? But if we lose the time of possession, unless we're just banging on some big plays, which I don't see happening, um, it probably didn't go well for us. I just want to be 1-0. Yeah. Please. It'd for the first great. time in my life, I just want to be 1-0. Uh, what about you, John? Anything about that you want to add? Um, no, I mean, I think you pretty much got it. We can't we can't come out and be third and seven all the time. So let's uh, let's mix it up. Let's be pre- unpredictable. I agree. I don't think the offense the first 11 weeks is going to be overly explosive. So I don't think we can live in third and tens, Uh, which this plays into that then. No pre-snap penalties. I don't think we looked buttoned up in the uh, preseason in terms of penalties. We kind of had a lot of them every game. Nothing kills me more than pre-snap. You're going to get holds. You know, you're going to get stuff like that. But the things you can control – Pre-snap penalties like uh, jumping off sides, illegal motions, illegal formation, delay games. We can't have that. The offense is not going to be nearly explosive enough to be starting downs first and 20, first and 15. You can't. It's not, it's not going to happen. I agree. Yep. Uh, so I, was, I also got on here, win the line of scrimmage, run the ball well. I think everybody in America knows. We got a we got two really good running backs. Four actually. Four for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we got to run the ball. We got to we got to run the ball well. Um, I think 
everybody keeps talking about Jacoby Brissett needs to be six and five. A huge factor in that is going to be if this offensive line comes out and plays well. Mm-hmm. Because if the offensive line comes out and plays well and allows us to run the ball, establish a heavy run game, and then we can live and play action and stuff like that, six and five is a lot more manageable. If we're asking Jacoby Brissett to throw forty times a game, it's probably not looking good. No, no, I want to. I want to see, especially out of that center position. After Nick Harris went down, I, I, I want to see you know Postage. That's how you say his yep. name. Yep. I want to. I want to see him. You know, hold his own, and I don't. I don't want to see guys mulling him over and getting to, into the backfield. So he's not my worry. I don't know about Conklin. No, that's not my worry. No, or Wills. 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 Conklin. My name. So play. you guys are worried about the the tackles, huh? Wills is. I'm not Conklin. As long as he's healthy enough, he'll play fine. Yeah. To me, Jedrick Wills is is the biggest question mark on the Browns' offensive line. Hmm. Because I mean, I, I'm not concerned about Posick because Nick Harris was a question mark. Posick started 45-plus games in his career. The guy can play football. All right, that's football. a fair point. Jedrick Wills, first of all, he had a rough preseason. Yeah. He had a rough camp. He got, he got pulled from drills. He, he was getting pulled from game. I mean, he did not he did not play that well uh, in this preseason, in this camp. And that's a guy that we were banking on when we drafted him to be our left tackle for the next decade. And I think this is kind of a make-or-break year for him. So that that's that's who I'm watching on the offensive line. If he if he struggles, that's not good. That's interesting. Not a bad take though. So, uh, then uh, we just sat here and talked about how uh, the offense isn't going to be explosive, but I do think when they're there, we got to hit the chunk plays. I one thing that I I think could be interesting. You have a very fresh Amari Cooper who probably is going to line up across J.C. Horn, who I like J.C. Horn a lot, He's especially a come, yeah, young guy coming out of college. I think there's an opportunity to see how good he really is. I mean, and he he's very good, but if you're Amari Cooper, I think you have to be kind of salivating at the idea that you're going to line up across basically a well, rookie. And you've seen Amari Cooper make, you know, wily veteran quarterbacks look kind of dumb with his route running. So. Yeah, absolutely. I watched, absolutely. I've watched some videos. It's just him cooking people one-on-one. Yeah. Like they can't, they cannot guard him. His, his route running is just insane. Mm-hmm. It's elite. Um, which could be a big reason why the offense didn't look that great in the preseason. I mean, you play three games without your number one receiver or really your number two receiver, you know, you're probably not going to look overly explosive. Um, but I do think there's going to be Anthony Schwartz is putting the ball in the ground every play. <laughs> no. Uh, do you think he gets a lot of run? Schwartz? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say a lot. I, I think that if Cooper and DPJ, I think Bell's going to get a lot of run. Yeah. I'd like to see those three. I think the Schwartz, if they're smart, they're going to try to limit <laughs> the amount of times he's uh, touching them or potentially touching the ball. I think a lot of things are going to depend on how we look in the first half. We get up big, maybe. I Call me crazy. I think he's going to play a ton. <laughs> I don't think I don't well, that think sucks. they don't. <laughs> I, I just think uh, that he didn't make the team. They obviously there's something they like about him. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? There's something they like about him. You can't teach his speed. Apparently, you can't teach him to catch either. But uh, I just I don't know. I have this sick feeling in my stomach that he's gonna play a decent amount of snaps. Do you happen to have a feeling that he's gonna be good? <laughs> yeah, how do you think it's going to go? No, uh, I I do not think he's going to be good. I don't know. Um, maybe he'll catch, recapture a little bit of like his week one magic last year, where that was his best game as a pro. It wasn't even that great. He just showed glimpses of his potential, yeah. and then that was it. We never saw it again. I'm still waiting to see it again. Um, I'd, I'd like to see Cooper and Brissett just get some sort of rhythm where defenses have to game plan for Cooper, not just Chubb. Yeah, you know, I think it's put nine guys in the box. Right, just if, have to deal. If with you're them. worried about both of those, like the pass and the run, then I mean, that opens up the playbook right there. Like we got a lot more options. So I agree. I I do think there's going to be four to five times a game for the Browns to hit a chunk play. You know, thirty twenty five yard plus pass, something like that. And we saw last year we rarely hit on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, outside of the the Chiefs and the Chargers game, we rarely hit on those chunk plays. I think the offense is going to be limited to a point these first eleven games. If if you have a chance to hit a big play, you got to connect. You got to connect. You if if the guy's wide open, just put it out there and let him catch it. 
don't throw it eight feet behind him, please. Right. You know, or sail it over his head by 15 feet uh, to a DB. Um, you know, so when the opportunity presents itself, we have to execute on those chunk plays um, to keep drives going because it, it's it's the NFL. It's hard to go 10 drop play drives all game. Mm-hmm. You're going to have yep. to hit – if even if you're not going to be the Chiefs or the Bills, you're still going to have to hit a few chunk plays every game um, and you have to execute on those, or else it's going to be a long game for the offense. Uh, and then the last thing I put here for the uh, for a key for the offense, I put make kicks. I think that's a huge. I think especially in these first eleven games, kicking game could be crucial. Yeah, I think it's a, a big weakness. We've talked about it too last year. How many times was it fourth and six, and it was if you have Justin Tucker or. Pretty much any other kicker in the league. Felipe Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody's not a Dover kid won't know that reference. Um, you could you could just run the kicker out there and, you know, pretty much get three points. And we saw a lot of turnover on downs and just bad, broken up plays. A lot of just very gimmicky plays. I don't think we see that this year. I think if the opportunity is there, I'm not saying if it's a 70-yard kick, they're running them out there. But I think if it's let's say 60, I think that they're comfortable and they're going to give this kid a shot. I mean, they took him they took him early <laughs> yeah. for this reason. I was going to ask. shown out during the preseason yeah, camp and everything that he can make these kicks. He's got a leg. He did miss two kicks at home. Um, I, will, I was going to ask you that. Do you think this changes Stefanski's mindset in terms of if we get down, does he take the points more often this year? As long as he's so. making the kicks. If he, now if so. he gets this you know, trend of missing and being like, it's like a 50, 50 shot. If he's going to make this kick. I think you see Stefanski go back to what he's doing last year and the gimmicky stuff. And yeah, cause what are you supposed to do? You know, if you want to get points and you can't really rely on that kicker. I think with the offense this year with Brissett, I love going for it. I, you know, I'm an aggressive person in terms of like play calling. I'd rather be aggressive. Um, but man, if you, Take the points if you can this year because and let let the let your top five defense go win you the game. Yeah, and I think with the defense hopefully starting off the season the way they ended it last year, you know, last year we had to wait. We had to wait a handful of games till that defense really started to click and gel. Yeah, a so, handful, like seven or eight. Yeah, okay, you're right, half the season. <laughs> so if, if they can kind of get it going here in week one and show that, hey, we can hold these offenses and go ahead and take the three points when you get them. We saw a few games last year where, you know, in the moment you want to go for it because you're down or something. But then when the game's over, you're like, oh, if we just kick two field goals, you know, once in the second and once in the fourth, we would have won that game by a point, you know? Yep, I agree. Um, Especially, like, on that – how many times last year was it the first drive? We go down the field, we get in field goal range, and it'd be third down, we wouldn't pick it up, and then they go out and try to get it on fourth down. It's like, I get it's the first drive and you want to strike, but take the three and, hey, you got points. Yeah. I um, I was – was gonna say, I don't know what I was going to say. It's cool. been a long week. Uh, <laughs> I had something to say, and then I completely forgot. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how how it goes. Um, I think you got to take the points this year. Let your defense play, at least for 11 games. And, you know, after if Deshaun comes back, you want to start getting crazy, then we'll see how it goes. Okay, I remember what I was going to say. I think last year <laughs> – I think we, I remember what I was going to say now. Last year, it's, it was very rough, too, when we were going for it on fourth down, not getting it, because I don't know if, if you guys realized it, but every time we went for it on fourth down, something crappy happened on our play. Yeah. It'd be like a bad snap, or they'd blitz six guys, and we didn't see it coming, and we'd have to just hurry up and chuck it out of bounds or take a sack. I feel like Stefanski's first year, we still went for it on fourth down, but we just got it a lot. We executed a lot better. Last year, our execution on fourth down was a tro- – nobody questions whether you should go for it if you get it a majority of the time. But if every time it's fourth down, you get sacked, okay, then you're going to start getting second-guessed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that was mind-boggling last year. It's like this is fourth down. You would think in practice you're practicing like two-point conversions, critical third-down situations, fourth-down situations, and it seemed like we'd never practiced it before ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I guess we will go for it on fourth down. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, go like ahead you just looked at the back of the book and said, eh. Yeah, it's, it, it was rough. Hey, Browns fans. Let's take a quick break to talk about the most important part of the NFL season, that pregame meal. Whether you got your grill at the tailgate or in the backyard, you want to make sure you're serving the best meats to the crazy fans around you. And if you want the best, you have to get the best. Omaha Steaks. 
You've heard us talking about Omaha Steaks for a while now because they are without a doubt the best steaks we've ever had. And it's not just the steaks. All the food from Omaha Steaks is top of the line, delicious, juicy, and best of all, you can get a great discount with our promo code. Just go to omahasteaks.com and enter DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar. You'll get a special price on the All-American Assortment. And as a tasty bonus, you'll also get 12 ultra-juicy Omaha Steak Burgers for free. The All-American Assortment includes 16 mouth-watering entrees with four famously fork-tender, double-trim, butcher's-cut filet mignons, four pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts. Wow, is anyone else getting hungry? Plus so much more. No one, and I mean no one, comes close to matching the flavor, tenderness, and the value of Omaha Steaks. Visit omahasteaks.com and type keyword dogs into the search bar. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword dogs. With Omaha Steaks, the Browns fans of your watch party will know you're the alpha dog. Now back to the show. Oh, So that's what we came up with for the offense. Now we'll go to the defense. Um, This was actually... You know, some, one of the offense, I said, win the line of scrimmage. Don't let CMC run wild. Eliminate the play action. The The most dangerous player for the Panthers is not their quarterback, just like the Browns for, you know, 11 games. It's their running back. I think Nick Chubb's the best pure runner of the football in the league, but Christian McCaffrey's definitely the best dual threat running back in the league. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He's one of the best dual threat running backs ever. ever period. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a matchup nightmare, not only out of the backfield, but out of the slot. Um, he's tough for linebackers to cover. Like guys like JOK, they got their work cut out for him. Uh, trying to cover this guy out of the backfield, uh, you can't let him run wild. He's gonna get his, especially in catches. You know, hopefully, you know, my fantasy team. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Uh, but he's gonna get his in that regard. But you can't let this dude just be breaking off six, seven, eight, and then a twenty yard run. You got to bottle him up because. Baker's day. If they can start living in play action, that's when Baker starts getting dangerous. Yeah. If they can't, if we, if they can't run the ball and Baker's doing straight drop back, okay. Well, we've seen that story. Yeah. We've seen how that one goes. So bottle up Christian McCaffrey, tackle him. Do not let him just run wild. We can't, if if Christian McCaffrey runs for one fifty, we lost this game probably. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. And the the thing with like the thing with Baker Mayfield to remember too is Baker can put together some really nice games in the NFL. He has. Yep. And. There's very real chance he puts together a good game. You just that's the thing with Bakers, you just never know when it's gonna happen. He's not like some of these other quarterbacks, you know, like Daniel Jones, you can pretty much chalk it up, he's gonna suck every <laughs> game. But there are games that Baker he'll go out there and throw three fifty and three or four touchdowns. It's like, wow. But the problem was then the next week he played against the Packers. Right. Or and the Lions. Three picks and <laughs> yeah. hundred and thirteen yards. Yeah. Uh so for my second key for this for the defense, I put pressure Baker Mayfield, keep him in the pocket. Yeah, uh, and I'm telling my defensive line, if you're not going to get there on a pass play, get your hands up. Baker Mayfield leads the He's nation in getting balls batted down at the line, <sighs> and those are drive killers. I mean, yeah. it happened to us so many it was times. So annoying, man. He'd get the ball batted down, and it's just like oh, again. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it happened all the time. So, and I mean, Clowney's tall is crap. Yeah, he's Miles huge. Garrett, you know, isn't little, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so if you're not going to get there, get your hands up because he already struggles to play from the pocket because he's, you know, 5'11". If you get your hands, I mean, if Clowney puts his hands up, it's, you know, he's at 8 feet, 9 feet. Well, Baker can't throw over that, and I don't think he doesn't throw around it. You see some of these quarterbacks like Mahomes or Matthew Stafford or throwing, like, underhand. That's not Baker's game. He's got, you know, basically his one release. Mm-hmm. Um Keep him in the pocket. I said disguise coverage, pre-snap and post-snap. Uh, make him think. If Baker's not trusting his eyes, all he holds the ball forever. Yeah, if we can make him pump fake, yep. even pump just fake. one pump fake, you pump know fake. now your odds of having a pick just go up immensely. Yep. He Make him think. Make him not trust his eyes. You know, show man, drop to zone, show, show zone, drop to man, all that kind of stuff. And I would I would blitz the crap out of him. Yep, he's he, not a mobile quarterback, so he's not going to be you know Lamar Jacksoning this thing. No, and, and I, if I'm Clowny, I'm saying Clowny. I'm telling Jadavion, this guy once he even senses the tiniest bit of pressure is going to sprint to his right, which is right at you. If you just rush, contain rush wide, you will get. 38 sacks this game <laughs> because he will run right into you. We saw so many times like he run, he creates his own pressure. 
there'd be nobody around him and you just take off and run and, and all of you, you're like, wait, what what the hell? How, how did he just get sacked? There was no pressure. I mean, Clown, Clowney could get his 10 sacks for the year in this game if he just contained rushes and, keep, and Baker will run right into him. You've got me so excited to watch this game now. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm joking about that being facetious, but not 100%. I mean, we just watched it yeah. happen all the time. Um, get him thinking. He will double clutch, and then his once he starts double clutching and thinking, his fundamentals go out the window. And then he's throwing off his back foot. It's sailing. He's throwing high over the middle. You get a pick. I mean, we I still have nightmares about these. Is there a things. bigger insult that you can throw a quarterback's way once he starts thinking he sucks? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though, man. It's true. I think Baker's it his best when it's just you know one read. Quick, get rid of the ball, on the move, that kind of thing. If he's got to play from the pocket and he thinks one thing but something else happens, it doesn't. And it, God forbid if a, a receiver comes wide open over the middle or anywhere on the field, really, he's not going to throw it to him. No. <laughs> At least you wouldn't think so. Uh, so. Unless he wakes up feeling dangerous. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I am. If they do win, I am looking forward to like his press conference where he drops rap lyrics or something funny. Uh, I'm not looking forward to so that. So the, the big thing that we've heard, I think, from some people, which is just absolutely ridiculous, is that he's got this great skill group of guys there in Carolina. CMC is awesome. Correct. DJ Moore, I think, is an underrated receiver because he's never really had great quarterbacks, but yet he always puts up 1,000 yards. I like DJ Moore a lot. So he's a good receiver, but other than him, who's really running routes out there for them? I mean, Roby Anderson. All I keep hearing about is Roby, Roby Anderson. I'm like, Robbie. Is Robbie. It Robbie or Robbie? Robbie. Okay. He just changed how you spell his name. That's okay. all. I'm like, no big deal. guys, this guy is not that good. He's never been good. Like, he's, he does one thing. He, he runs he down runs the field fast. Yep. He runs straight. Other than that, he's not really that great of a receiver. He never was for the Jets. He still hasn't been for the Panthers. And after that, what do they have? They have uh, Shai Smith, Sheriff Marshall, Chenault now, yeah. Yep. I think you could see Chenault play some of that uh, mm-hmm. slot role, too, and mm-hmm. maybe take some... Yeah, no, I agree with your what you're saying because all that's yeah they have so many weapons. Man, he hasn't had a, a team like this with all these weapons around. Well, what was last year right. with the Browns? What was the year before with the Browns? What was the <laughs> year before that with the Browns? All this guy's had is great explosive offensive weapons and one of the best offensive lines. Yes, in the NFL, this offensive line that he's playing with is not good. So I don't I don't understand where <laughs> all of a sudden he turns into you know this gunslinger no and like the the weapons thing everybody you know we like dj Moore. he's not a top 25 receiver i just looked at the the top 20 tell me if who you would put in his place here Devonte adams cooper cup debo samuel justin jefferson jamar chase you don't Lane, have to start from the top stefan diggs tyree kill t higgins hunter renfro uh dk metcalf tyler lockett chris godwin aj brown terry mclaurin Michael Pittman Jr., D-Hop, Jalen Waddle, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, Devontae Smith, Darnell Mooney, Amon Ross, St. Brown. This is according to PFF. I take him over Mooney for sure. I just think that DJ Moore is a great athlete. I just don't think he's had the best quarterback. None of It's not like any of those guys are slouches at receiver. But, you know what I mean? But that's what but I'm who's saying. who's the next he played guy with a, for them? He, Baker played with a healthy Odell his first year in Cleveland mm-hmm. and a younger, healthy Jarvis Landry. I right. mean – in 2019, the Browns' offense was loaded. And Odell was obviously healthy last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just, don't tell me about how great is Robbie, – Robbie Anderson isn't a top 80 wide receiver. No. <laughs> you know, I, maybe he's top 80, but he's not – he's nowhere near the top 40. And um, so, don't tell me about his weapons. He's got one great running back, one pretty good receiver, and a crap offensive line. There's no tight ends to talk about there. He doesn't have Austin Hooper, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant. I mean, he had weapons in Cleveland. And we had weapons that's, in Cleveland. That's something I argue with about people on Twitter. They tell me about um, – I'll be like, Baker's situation in Cleveland wasn't that bad. And they're like, he came, he came in for a team that didn't win a game. But Baker never played on an 0-16 roster. No. From Baker's rookie year, the Browns were significantly better talent-wise right from the, the get. John Dorsey started infusing talent onto this roster – as soon as he got here. They got Jarvis Landry in his prime. Yeah. Like when he was at the pinnacle of his, you know, playmaking. Yep. So he never played on an 0-16 team. Deshaun Kaiser did. 
<laughs> you know, uh, and he was part of the reason. reason. Yeah. yeah, big big reason why. But you know what I mean. So and and then the teams only continue to get better. And right. it, so don't tell me about how this is the first time he's had talent to play around. Give me a break. Off the leash. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm still not convinced Matt Rule's a good coach. No, this is it for him. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with that. I, I think don't, this is make he doesn't even make it through the season. Maybe if they start out, you know, two and six or something. I mean, they might just cut bait and throw an interim in there. And I don't know. If, I don't know if they'll do it in the middle of the season. But we'll. You I see just, some of these teams do that though because they want to start their search and kind of get their feelers out there early. That's true. Um, the last thing I put in here, I said tackle well in the open field, eliminate the big play. Don't give these guys life. Just if if they make a catch, a seven yard catch, keep it to seven yards. Come up, wrap up, make a tackle. Don't let Baker's very much a momentum guy. If the crowd starts getting into it, they're starting to move the ball. That's when he starts to play at his best. Just take that out of him. If they're going to throw for, if he's going to throw for seven yards, okay, fine. It's a seven yard. Make the tackle, play the next down. Don't come flying up, miss the tackle, and then the dude just ran for thirty yards. We saw that in the Buckeyes game a couple of plays. It was, yeah, you know what I mean. And it almost cost them. And then they Notre Dame fans, we told you. <laughs> yeah, missed tackles and penalties are like two of my least favorite things. Yes, this is the NFL. We got rid of Mac Wilson for a reason, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Like this, they they have put together a defense of guys that tackle well. So Newson, Delpit, JOK, Walker, Emerson, tackling machine. See these guys. So if they start coming out there and you see some missed tackles, it's gonna be very disappointing because they're not known for that. Correct. Um, then the last thing I put on here for special teams, I just put. Catch the effing punt snap. <laughs> I think it was, what, week one last year? That oh, yeah, man. Cost that us game, game we should have won. Yep. Uh, so just you always hear that football is a three-phase game, that all three phases are just as important, and you never think about special teams until they cost you, and they've right. cost the Browns heavy in our lifetime. So just we already said make your kicks. But don't give up a, a punt return. Don't give up a stupid kick return. Don't kick it out of bounds. Don't get penalized for blocking the bag. Yeah, let's not start drives inside our own five because we block in the back on every punt return. Yeah. Let's just have solid special teams, please. This is a prove it year for Mike Prefort because he's supposed to be a great special teams guy, and since he's been here, we've never had great special teams. Mm-hmm. He did win a playoff game as a head coach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so against a team that was just reeling. I'm interested to see how the return game looks. Yeah. Uh, Who's going to return? Is it Felton? Is he returning it says, but <sighs> We'll see. Yeah. It's, that's why I'm interested. I, I just want to see. First of all, I want to see who's, who is it going to be. How will they do? Sure as hell don't want Swartz back there catching it. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be catching them. That's right. <laughs> you have to give him a net. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Very critical. Oh, man. <laughs> Can you just use that on offense too, please? <sighs> I feel bad for the guy, too, because there were interviews uh, with him talking about how last year, like, he was, you know, dealing with mental issues just because of how negative everybody was about him. Because he injured Baker. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, and then it hasn't gotten any better. Well, okay, for, to be fair, Baker injured himself. That was a stupid Very, move. You don't correct. go out there and throw your shoulder, your throwing shoulder into a guy. Yeah. It wasn't his And Schwartz, shoulder. if you're, like, really out of right, yeah. Dude, none of us are good enough to be in the NFL, so don't don't be too sad, buddy. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I could squirt water in those guys' mouths. But the thing is, he broke off that route, and you're still seeing him do that in the preseason, which is like, dude, it's been a year. Yeah, these guys how, are you not, how have you not progressed at all? But um, eh, enough of shorts. Yeah, we've we've harped on that enough. We're trying not we're trying to be nicer here in the dogs podcast. Oh, you guys didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so those are the keys to the game. You guys got anything else you want to add, or is that pretty much it? Do you guys have any worries about uh, interior defensive uh, play? Uh, so, I mean. It's saying Elliot and, and Brian. That's going to be the guys. Very, very unproven. What's a worse unit right now, the wide receiver room or the interior defensive line? I think the interior defensive line, honestly. I would agree, too. I mean, without any injuries to that wide receiver room. Once we get one injury there, yeah, then it's them. Yeah. That that does now McCaffrey isn't as much of a between the guards type of runner. You know he's gonna be more off tackle, so maybe that helps us a little bit. But I mean these are still NFL coaches. They know for week there they're gonna run it there. Yep. Um, you gotta get good linebacker play then. You gotta help a little. Something's gotta help there. Somebody's gotta step up and plug the middle. It's gonna suck if this season doesn't go the way we want it to because teams just run the ball for five yards of carry 
between the guards every play. Mm-hmm. Go We've like, seen that show before. Go like a high yep. school offense on us, and they just turn around and hand it off up the middle every time. Nothing we can do about it because we just get bullied. Um, especially because interior D-line was has been a, an issue that we've all thought was an issue since for a year now, and the team did nothing. They added a seventh-round draft pick or whatever. Or Taven Bryan, was he a seventh-round or first-round, or what was he? Uh, I thought he was a first, bro. Okay. so I thought got, he was a first-rounder for Jacksonville. Okay, so hopefully – I mean, they went out. They got cheap on us, though. They went cheap there for sure. Yep. Um, Drafted Perion. Yep. I mean, talk about a little bit of a disappointment so far. Getting bullied a little bit. Yeah. That is. People were wondering how he fell that far, and it's starting to become like, oh, okay, this is why. So yeah, Taven Bryan was a first round pick in 2018. So hopefully uh, Winfrey can get it going. But yeah, the interior line that. And then how we how we tackle on defense. Those are my, my biggest things. I just don't let CMC I'll sacrifice week one in fantasy if we can just tackle the guy. <laughs> you know, and the thing that I keep thinking without about, hurting him. <laughs> right. So you're you I know, don't care if I hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> talking about, you know, getting, you know, gouged up the middle. It just reminds me of those that that Patriots game last year. Yeah. Where, you know, Mac Jones was a quarterback. He's a rookie quarterback. He didn't beat us, but he also didn't lose the game. No, and, and they ran the ball so well that Mac Jones looked pretty good. Yeah, and I would hate for that to be the way this game goes. So, we, one, we cannot get down. I, I don't think this offense right now with Brissett is built to come back, especially like no, if agree. we get down kind of big, like quick. You remember trouble. two years ago, I think, we played the Raiders in Cleveland. And Josh, yeah. Josh Jacobs just – I think about James us. Robinson. Yeah. James Robinson, the Jacksonville game, James yep. Robinson yep. just kept – Hitting us for six, seven, eight yards every, every play. Yep. And, and we don't put an emphasis on middle linebacker. And then our interior defensive line is sus. It's mm-hmm. like, mm, that's not a good combination. If, if one of those is going to be a little weak, then maybe the other one should be, you know, not quite as weak. So, I mean, up the middle, it's until you get to safety, it's, it's not very deep. Now, I think our, our linebackers are good sideline to sideline in space. But in terms of just stopping the run up the middle, if a team sees you can't stop the run up the middle, they're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. And then that opens up their entire playbook because then you got to start putting people in the box. You got to start run blitzing. And then all of a sudden you got one on one on the outside. And you guys know who uh, CMC's backup is there? Who is it now? Is it? It's. Um, it's is it the bus? <laughs> Deontay Foreman and Chubba Hubba. Deontay Foreman. Yeah. And you remember last year when he filled in for Derrick Henry in he Tennessee? Out. He just. I mean, big body dude right up the middle, yep. chunking off yards. So I would just hate for them to be like, let's put him in there and just move CMC out to the slot or whatever. And just now we don't know what to do. Nope. And I just don't want to lose this game because I just want, I don't want to. Oh, hear, that would suck. I don't want to that hear Baker. Suck, so. And then I, I don't want to hear Browns fans talking about how happy they are that the yes. Carolina Panthers won. If oh, yeah. You're we saying deserve that you're it. not a Browns fan. Real, real talk that <laughs> the, you're not a Browns fan. I agree. I, I'm so tired of that. Oh, man, I know I'm a diehard Browns fan, but definitely cheering for Baker and the Panthers this week. Get no. the hell out Same of here. Same people that, that are garbage. like, I've been a Browns fan for 40 years, and I'm done with them. You weren't a Browns fan for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. You were probably like a closet Steelers fan. Just shut up. That's fair. <laughs> and uh, that all being said, though, I mean, I do think we win this game. I think it's handled. I think our defense and our run game just Yeah, I agree. I think Nick Chubb has a really nice game. I think we control the clock. If we I, don't have a bunch of penalties, I think it's very obtainable. I just I, – I felt really confident about this game for an entire summer until I watched us play three preseason games, and we were very anemic. And then I'm like, okay, now what Browns team are we about to get? True. So I guess week one is my – it's my least – it's my favorite week, you know, because it means football season's here. But it's also my least favorite week in terms of you just don't know what you're going to get out of some of these teams. True. But, I mean, think about it too. If, if – the Browns had come out and played like lights out in the preseason. We'd have been sitting here going, well, that was just the preseason. Now I'm yeah. kind of, you know. I so, think, well, here's the thing. If you look good in the preseason, you shouldn't put too much stock in it. But, man, if you look awful, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things. You're supposed to look good. Defenses are playing vanilla. Not a ton of starters are playing. You're supposed to look good. Yeah. It's a dress rehearsal. So, you can't put too much stock in it if you're playing well. But if you come out and you look awful and you got a million penalties – then, I mean, that's something that you could be a little worried the about. The penalties definitely worry. As far as the offense goes, I mean, Brissett only played that that one half. He wasn't third awful. Game. He wasn't awful. And, and, you know, Watson played. He was rusty for a couple of drives. And other than that, it was basically Josh Rosen and Josh um, Dobbs. 
for the preseason and really no receivers. I mean, all the receivers that play in the preseason aren't even on the team anymore. They're on the practice squad. So yeah. it, I think week one's going to look a whole lot different, both sides I do of too. the ball. Both I do sides. too. Completely agree. <clears throat> all right. Well, let us know what you guys think, uh, how you think the Browns are going to do. Uh, do you think we win? Do you think we lose? Do you think it's close? What are some of the keys of the game? Let us know in the comments. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Hey, we, you guys have any prediction for the game? I oh, thought I we do. just all said we were going to win. Scores? Scores. All right. <laughs> um, I think we have 100 and they have zero. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like no, that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we win by like 14. So I'll say 28-14. Mm. Okay. Um, John, you want to go? Yeah, I'm thinking. I'll uh, say I'll say 27, 21, oh, 31, 21. I'm going to go a little lower and be like 23, 13. Okay. All right. Let us know what you guys think. Who's going to win the game? Um, and I know there's going to be so many haters just being like Browns, are, Browns, Brown. If if we lose this game, that's all I'm going to hear is you guys got rid of Baker and he beat you. Blah blah. So just please, for the love of God, be one and zero. For please, just be one and zero for the first time in my life. Please, I think it, they haven't won a a season opener since like 2004. It's 2004. It's, is it 2004? Yep. So it's it's outrageous. <sighs> yeah, no, no better time. We tied yeah. one though. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. That's fair. Way to be optimistic, John. Yeah. Don't that. tie either. Just go win the game. Yeah. Uh, again, let us know what you guys think in the comments. Who's going to win the game? Uh, who are you looking forward to watch this week? What you want to see out of the team? Thank you guys for listening. Again, if you haven't had a chance to watch our interview with Anthony Bell, make sure you guys go check that out. He will be playing this Sunday for the Browns. He'll be on the field. He'll be yep. on the field. I think you're going to see him on the special teams, and I think there's a good chance you're going to see him in the defensive secondary. So go check that out. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, we appreciate you guys watching all off season. The, the regular season is finally here. We're pumped to talk real games with you guys for the next four months. Um, we appreciate you sticking it through the off season with us. To all you dog pack members, we'll see you guys on the after hours and everybody else. We'll see you guys hopefully for a victory Monday. Thanks for listening to another episode of the dogs podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at the dogs podcast and become an official dog pack member and join the dogs.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.